Yeah. <laughs> like the old adventures of new Christine. What was that shit? That well, the new adventures of old Christine, which is the joke I was making. Yeah, no, I. That's why. <laughs> see, when you explain it, it doesn't work that well. Well, you misinterpreted, I think, what I was saying. No, I didn't. I was just no, being I, drunk. No, I know. You're perfect. I no, I was just being drunk. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Welcome to the Trees Falling in the Woods podcast with Thank myself, you. Rob Santos, and musical guest, Jeff Deldona. See, we're probably going to end up stop doing this in my house eventually <laughs> because I think I think um, I, I have a place that's going to allow us to do it like at their place. Oh, you got a real like studio? Yeah, or a real something? studio eventually. Why haven't you told me about this? No, because I I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I okay. have to talk to him about that. All right. Mm. Because now I'm starting to get interest from people. Like people are starting to like me. People who actually have money, and uh, they want to help me and shit. So they want to help me like become better. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't I actually like doing it if this I way. If I had the money, I would love to help you. You know, but not that you're not good. You're great. I no, love I'm you. Not, you're my brother. But, you know, um, no, I appreciate you. But, but I think this will give us a really good opportunity to do something like <clears throat> on a higher level. Okay. But also feel like we have we have a corporate interest that's involved that really believes in what we're doing. So, or whether it's myself or us or whatever it is. Hmm. It's like people like the people I think the people that I'm working with, they want to, they they want like my voice to kind of get out there. Mm-hmm. And what better way to do that than like sort of helping the show progress to a whole different level? Which so, largely contains your voice in the best possible way, I think. Hopefully. But I think, but I just I, I I personally think on this particular front, um, it can be this it can be a, a great joint venture for us. Yeah, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> I, no yeah, it just yeah, meant yeah. like. This is this is literally your your voice and my voice, but like it's just I was making a voice. I joke. still no, I know, but, but listen, you listen, you just have to stop apologizing for <laughs> shit and be a fucking person. Uh, no. Oh yeah, and also um, we also have <laughs> featuring Erica. Hi. <laughs> yeah, she's so excited to be on the show as well. Brooklyn's not here. Frequent she's guest. Yeah. Am I actually on the show? I yeah, you are. Yeah, you're. Well, hopefully, you're ready. What is the rule of the motherfucking show? If you're in the room, <laughs> you're, you're on, on the, the show. show. Like, so that means that Psyduck is on the show. Oh, Psyduck. LeBron James is on the oh, show. Fuck Raggedy LeBron James. Andy. Yeah, Raggedy yeah, fuck and LeBron. Andy. Yeah, man, LeBron. I hope he loses so bad. Like, I want him to lose so bad, <laughs> so all the people that are on the TV shows can start coming up with different stats on how great he is, and I and like you know, like people fail to realize that you know this guy, he's great, 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 great player. Don't get me wrong, he's a fucking phenomenal player, but he's also a physical specimen. It's like he's two, he's six eight, two hundred sixty pounds, and he's gifted with all the all of God's gifts. Mm-hmm. And when you're when you're the one person who's gifted like that, and nobody else is. Of course, you're gonna be better than everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you, you know, like it. It's it's gotta be that way. All right. So I used to not really be a LeBron fan based on some of the things that he said in the past, but I mean, he's, he looks I, like I've, a dopey I've, dick. Yeah, I've come around to him, and I understand like he actually probably might be a good person. And he might be, mm-hmm. and and also like he's you know extremely talented. Why so HD TV for no reason, but yeah, <laughs> he's extremely talented. Mm-hmm. Um, are you just being a contrarian right now? Possibly. Who me? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, again, if this dude can like make his team better because he's the only one that can actually do it, of course, doesn't that sort of argue that? He's the best. 
No, I'm no, 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 no. I'm, what I'm saying is, is that he should be respected and revered for what he does. Yeah. But then again, we're watching a motherfucking game. <laughs> you know, true. It's you know what important. I'm saying? It's really it's, not important. It's important in this aspect that. What he does is he builds up an economy. He builds up an uh, area That's, like Cleveland. Yeah. He does so much on that particular front on and off the court. Which is and I extremely for, silly if you think about it. Yeah, but at the same time, it does bring... Because, look, with all due respect, people I, like people that look at sports... Sports isn't what we what what we think it is. Sports is entertainment. It that's exactly what it is. It should not, just be fun. Yeah. And yeah, fine. Spend your money on it if 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 you want it to be fun. And okay, fine. There's pitfalls where oh your team didn't win or whatever. But don't like destroy a city because your team didn't win. And what, don't destroy is, a city because your team did win. Yeah, but this is the thing about LeBron that like he's so polarizing as a figure. It's just the fact that yeah, LeBron. James is a great player. He doesn't. Be, he doesn't believe that his hair should continue to fade like it does. You know what I'm saying? He he always he's got a real good fadeaway. Yeah, he no, really, he's got. Oh yeah, yeah look at that shit. Yeah, you really good. Yeah, his look, hair look, taught him that. Yeah, oh my goodness, it's like yo, let that shit go, nigga. Like for <laughs> yeah. real, dog. Like, embrace it. Yo, that's what that's the denial of celebrities. If your game embraces the fadeaway, yeah. your parents should also. Yeah, seriously, like this dude is in, in exact denial over the fact that this. Yeah. His hair isn't what it is. That peach fuzz that he's got in the front, and then everything else is dying out in the back. It's like, mm-hmm. nigga, come on, dog. Yeah. Let that shit go, be B. what you are. Right. Possibly the greatest NBA player of all time. No, no, that's possibly. Jordan. That's Jordan. I said I'll, possibly. I'm not no, saying, I, I, like, no, I, I, was, I agree it's Jordan. I always say Jordan because the thing about Jordan was is Jordan had this, like, when you watch Jordan play ball, man, and this is another thing, too, because I'm not young anymore. So when I remember watching Jordan play ball, you just... It was like, like to me, like Jordan was like a superhero to me. You know what I'm saying? Like you always yeah. expected him to win. He's, you he, know, he's, it's like he, he, you know, he's the Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he was like of, he like like when, right like when Jordan would lose, he just it, is bald. Yeah, exactly. Bald. But he made that look good though. He let he's he let that shit go and made money off. Well, that's it. the thing, like you know, that shit doesn't work as well for white dudes let's just say yeah but even then though yeah. just about well, like in regards to like Jordan Jordan was like a fucking superhero he was like the Cape Crusader he was like, a he, character yeah man he was the without NBA. actually having a personality yeah right exactly and me and the thing is he was an asshole and still was able to cover up his asshole yeah. ways I look at someone like LeBron James like LeBron James is a great player but he doesn't draw me in the, the same way but he, he does kind of seems like just a like Yes, he's younger than us, I think, right? No, we were about the same age. About the same age, okay. Yeah. He but he is younger, like a, though, but he's worth he the same He seems age. like a sweet kid. No, he seems like a good dude to a point. To a point. Yeah, but... He's I, still a rich millionaire. Yeah, exactly, you know. who's been rich ever since he was 18 years yeah, old. Yeah. But the thing is, what I'm saying is about with him being 6'8", 260, and knowing being your specific framework, your frame type, of course you're going to dominate the league in such a way because mm-hmm. you've been gifted with skills, with God-given ability, mm-hmm. or whoever gave it to him. And then uh, on top of that is that he has a skill set and he has an acumen for it that allowed him to be able to do what he does. So he's been blessed with so much. So he has the... It's like one of those deals where it's like when you're so good at something and you can't teach others because they don't under... You know what I mean? It kind of blows, it blows your mind. It's it kind of blows like you. a patience thing. Yeah, it's just like... Or it's you just, just like... Yeah, or it's just like... Why some, don't you get it? I Yeah, get it. I, exactly. I, I naturally right. understand this. Why exactly, don't you? because he's yeah. that gifted at it. Yeah. So, of course, he's going to dominate, but at the same time, the league is still hard. 
You know, like the guy's three for five in the NBA. He's lost five NBA finals. He's only won three. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's still great. You've won three championships and lost five. I mean, yeah, you went to eight years in a row. That's great. But the thing that drives me nuts, I don't want to say drives me nuts, the thing that bugs me a bit about LeBron is just the fact that, you know, we tend to think that if somebody's a good player that they're a good person. You know, like the dude well, seems like a, he seems like a douchebag as know well. If it's a tendency. I think you want to think that the people that you idolize are and that are the people that you want to be. Right. I mean, look, I've heard good things about the guy. You know, people tell stories about, but he also, but that then again, it's like people said the same thing about Stuart Scott, and look what happened to him. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> you know, he was a douchebag. See episode one. Somewhere on the internet. Stuart Scott uh, was a jerk, too. Yeah. He's a fucking piece of shit. That's why I won that fight. But at the same time, it's like... <laughs> but the, you won his battle against cancer. Yeah, I'm man. So sorry. Who, who do you think That's gave, awful. Who do you think gave him the tumor? <laughs> you know? Just, no. just like in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, right? Jesus no. Christ. I, uh, no, but in all seriousness, so when it comes down to like LeBron, man, it's just, I think people need to separate the player versus the um, versus the person. You know, like I respect him as a player. I don't know him as a person, so I it's right, hard for me. Never but, met him. Yeah, exactly, but he seems like he would be a good guy, I guess. You know, he does some good things. That's, he does a lot of good things for his community, so I give him props for that. Yeah, I think that's great. In all reality, anybody that you admire right. for what they do, you could unless you somehow were I don't want to say fortunate enough, but like yeah. if, you, if you happen to meet them and become close, that's the only way you could ever really know but then, who yeah. they truly are. And even yeah. then, you Why can never you really know who person? someone truly is because you're not in their mind. Yeah, but then, but and the funny thing is, tomorrow you could be Morgan Freeman, so you never know what these what shit can happen. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like he could have like molested so many people. I'm not saying he did. Wait, but he what? Could've. Morgan Freeman? Yeah, Morgan Freeman got bragged. You didn't hear about that? No, I did not. Yeah, Morgan Freeman got. Yeah, eight women what? have come forward saying that Morgan Freeman did some shit to him. But Andy Dufresne was my friend. Yes. Really, this happened. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Morgan oh Freeman. And then on top of that, like, this is another thing, too. It's like, um, let me see. Morgan Freeman, I did not assault women, but it doesn't matter, nigga. You, they're going to say you did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Morgan Freeman accused of inappropriate behavior I mean, harassment. That's, yeah. But then again, it's weird, man. It's just that's like. Shitty. Yeah, it is. When, but, 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 and, but, but back with LeBron and shit, uh, yeah. quick, before we get to Let's, Morgan uh, Freeman. It's, it's just not a, so heavy. Yeah, no, nah, but it was like with LeBron, man. I respect the guys, the way he plays as a player. I, I, I respect him as a, like as a as a great great player, but at the same time, it's just like I'm not gonna go all over, go crazy over this guy because, you know, he plays a game that I'm starting to get more and more bored with as time goes on. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think anyone should look at an athlete and be like, oh, that's who I'm going to model my life after. Yeah, I mean, that, that to me is fucking bullshit because then once they get Morgan Freeman, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> then I mean, what? I'm saying it's it's actually more practical to model. If you, if, you ha- if you were going to model your life after anyone... Maybe it should be Morgan Freeman. No. Oh. Until we find out the results. But, like, fictional characters are actually a better model if you wanted to model your life after someone versus an actual like real life person who happens to be an athlete because you don't have that insight to who they are whereas like if you if you read books or comic books or anything like that you know 
more often than not, you're in that character's perspective. And so if you wanted to be like that 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 character, that's more understandable versus like, I want to be like Michael Jordan because he wins all the time. But meanwhile, Michael Jordan is a mean motherfucker who has asshole, a gambling right. problem and has right. to, uh, accidentally, not accidentally, I'm sorry, uh, happened to be the res- uh, responsible for his dad dying. Yeah, yeah, and he got fired for that shit. He got he got, dude, he got that for a so, couple of years. Yeah, they got, got and then they brought him back. Yeah, he got fired from the NBA. They did some <laughs> yeah. secret shit. I can't wait for David Stern to fucking write that in his diary <laughs> somewhere. You know what I mean? Like that nigga got fired from the NBA because this motherfucker couldn't stop fucking with the with the Italian cats. Yeah. And you know, but it's funny because like when I look at like someone like that, man, it's like yo, these people are just people, man. And I respect what they do as like uh, as players and shit. But after that, man, I'm good, man. It's just like I don't, I don't know, man. It's just like yeah, I don't. You can you can appreciate the the athleticism and what they do there. Yeah, but, but it, these guys are. That all, doesn't mean that they're model citizens. Yeah, and plus they're all just like they're all physically gifted people. Like you figure, like man, that's the uh, that's like the one percent of like to be that great at something. It's like you're at the one percent of the one percent. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that to me is crazy. So. But, like, I also understand, too, it's like when they also be making up, like, I feel like the guys, they make up stats about yeah. in this situation, when he eats a bowl of cereal, he's <laughs> eight for four in, in this situation. It's like, yo, well, just say he's great. And then they say he's great. This guy was great. Why do we have to compare? Who gives a fuck? What, 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 what's occurred to me is that, like, are we allowed to appreciate... I like how Erica just yawned on the whole fucking yeah. podcast. <laughs> doesn't we, want to say nothing, but just yawns and shit. Are we allowed to appreciate one aspect of a person and not recognize the other aspect of a person? So, like, you know, obviously, like, the like one of the biggest, uh, actually not that recent um, examples is, like, well, Roman Polanski. Can yeah, we a, acknowledge? He's a piece of shit, but he's, he's also, a total piece of shit. But he's a great filmmaker. But he, but what he does in that aspect, yeah, like is R. Good. Kelly, right? R. Kelly has a sex chamber. So <laughs> great musician. Yeah, yeah. Harvey Weinstein is the devil, but he helped produce a bunch of movies that are awesome. Yeah. So Bill Cosby, great comedian, great fucking um artist. Um, now he's getting everything taken from him because yeah. all of a sudden, like nobody wants to be associated with that. How, like Eric and I were talking about this before. Like this Spotify. is the end of our career. Yeah. Talking about this, by right? The way. No, who gives a fuck, man? It's <laughs> just being real. It's being honest. It's like if you look at the situation, it's like really you're gonna like like Morgan Freeman, fifty years of great work, fifty years of great work. Now all of a sudden, eight women come up to him, come up and say these allegations. Now, now his yeah. fifty years are done, and because of allegations. And that is not to excuse the behavior at all. Period. Mm-hmm. Like because I, one, completely shitty. Right. But, no but the one thing is, should support that. But at the same time, it's just like nigga, I wasn't there. And two, who knows what? You know what I'm saying? It's just like we can, like the woman can accuse. That's her right. She yeah. accuses. I mean, I under guess. under the judicial system. Not sorry for inter- interrupt, but under the judicial system, the dude's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, right? And that's the argument that always comes up. So when if I were to meet Morgan Freeman and say, "Hey, he's like, hey, what up, Morgan? How you doing, my man?" It's like I want to be like, "Ew, this nigga did all this shit." But if he comes to find out that he did all this shit, then I'm like, "Yeah, you're not." What's good, Morgan? I yeah, if, you know, if, if it was proven, then you're not going to associate with that person. Mm-hmm. What I, I guess what I'm trying to, to to drive at is like 
you shouldn't feel guilty about having enjoyed these things in the past because you didn't know the you know right yeah and 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 and, and kind of going forward like if 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 you still enjoy that particular movie or whatever like the movie didn't rape, rape me. anybody. Yeah, the movie didn't rape me at all. His voice didn't There was rape a me. shitty person in the movie, like and, and Michael Jordan was a shitty person who was on the Bulls, but he still got you those rings. Mm-hmm. But I'm not celebrating the fact that like right. you got the rings. And that's the whole you know. thing. It's like, and that's the argument I'm bringing up now. It's the same. It's, I'm on the same space as you are. It's like, when do we separate the work from the person, whether for male, female? Or whatever. It's well, like, see, I think it's it's more the 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 work from the personal life, life. Excuse me. That's what I'm saying. Like the, the like the work from the person because a person's work. Like I thought Louis C.K. was a little pervy in general. Like that was just me. Like I legitimately felt like man, this guy. You know, it's like even when he would like did that nigger bit and shit like that. You know, it's like this motherfucker is like he just kind of. He's just saying it because he's Louis C.K. and he feels like the, he can say that shit right now. You know, like there was some times where it was just yeah, like, all right, he, dog. Was, he felt like he was at a certain level where he was able to say things right, like that. Right, and everyone loved him for it. But then, you know what I'm saying, touches, he does this shit with women, and all of a sudden it's just like, you know, let's hate him for it now. It's like this motherfucker was saying nigga. He was saying some problematic shit, in my opinion. And like we was like, oh, he can say the word nigga, and it's amazing because he's an artist, and I'm a jaded white guy, and it's okay. But then, you know... <laughs> All of a sudden, he does this with women, and it's just like now it's it's a rap for him, right? But I can understand why it would be a rap for him. But at the same time, it's like he also deserves a second chance. Well, I, I I'll say of the recent people that have been uh, exposed sounds like a dirty word, but they were exposed, which is a good thing because we need to expose people who are shitty, but. Of the people that have been exposed, I feel like he's the one that actually has the most chance of making. I think they all should have an opportunity to come back in some way, shape, or form to make an honest living. Not Harvey Weinstein. I believe Harvey Weinstein. I know it's not right to say, but I believe Harvey has the should have an opportunity to be able to find some type of work. I don't know if it should be in entertainment. You know, but I, I believe that the man should be able to have a certain quality of life that he has had okay. and he should continue to be able to make some stuff. Yes, of we life. shouldn't execute right. him on right. site. I right, exactly. But if old boy goes to jail, then he goes to jail. He does his time. He did all this bullshit, but he still deserves an opportunity within the system that he's that he's been a part of, especially being out of prison, whatever it is, right. that he should be allowed he to should, be able He should definitely suffer consequences. Exactly, but he also should be allowed to ameliorate himself right. to be able to have a sustain a life for himself and whoever it is that he's around. Yeah. I don't think and that, he, yeah, I, I I just don't believe, I mean, R. Kelly's, I mean, look, the, the, that guy, if, if there's anybody who should be reprimanding and put the fucking, put the hell, go to hell first and then go to hell again and then, you know, get an opportunity to do his job but then go back to hell again, it should be R. Kelly too because it's like, you know, that guy, he should definitely, if there's anybody who's gotten away with this more than anybody, it's R. motherfucking Kelly. <laughs> R. Kelly is the goddamn truth. We have video evidence of this nigga eating out 14 year old ass and then like and he's still yeah I'm saying but since it happened in 2000 2001 oh man nigga that was eons ago but like now if he's still holding women captive he's got a sex chamber he's got all these different things here's what I'll say most of the people that are you know like trying to call out 
these sex offenders that are like in Hollywood. Sex and offenders. And they should. No, no. And, 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 <laughs> and 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 it's a great thing that it's happening. The Me Too thing. It's a good thing. It's a very good thing. Yo, this episode can be called Sex Offenders. No, <laughs> sex <laughs> offenders mount up. Yeah. No, no, no. It's a it's it's a very good thing and and I I support you I'm ho- I, we support you like uh, you know, I don't know uh, shut up I, that that whole that man go ahead as long as it's truthful yes please I don't believe nobody man I don't give a fuck who you are that's just but, me being real man I don't believe nobody that says I don't believe anybody is, that this says is words bound to go be ahead. the most controversial episode we've ever had we'll continue but listen if the, if these people okay who who are you mean these people my God. Anyone that 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 is that calls for, um, you know, the identification of the calling out of people who have done wrong in terms of abuse, sexually and any kind of abuse. These tend to be the same people that are against the death penalty, right? Yeah. So. I would hope. Sex offenders. That. Mount up. <laughs> they would find it in their hearts to, as long as the the verdict they they felt was just, like a certain amount of years or whatever. Like as long as they served their time, they wouldn't want their offenders to to be killed. No, I I mean you never no people are vicious people, man. Look that you shouldn't I don't give that much credit to human beings, man. Like look Michael Vick, man, with the dogs, man. That they people still want him to fry in hell for that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it's crazy. It's like the dude did his time and he lost a lot of motherfucking money over that shit and still came back and signed another hundred million dollar contract. So much of a beast that dude was as a goddamn player. I was so happy when he did that. Be the most controversial. I was so happy when he did that shit because all these motherfucking people was like, you should. Do it. But another hundred mil, niggas. Ah, but um, but no. All right, but, all right. Do you think he learned his lesson? Do of you course think? he did. You see what the things he's been doing after Good. that. I mean, Good. the guy has been like. Uh, an up, an, an, an upright citizen. He's been he's been ahead of his friend with the dog stuff. He's he's yeah. he's went to different schools and See, to talk about what he's I'm been through. I'm not knowledgeable of that. Yeah, I'm no, he no, the, the man has done everything, and then somebody's done it with love and conviction. Now, when I look at these, now this is not, I don't think it's controversial. I think this is an honest opinion about how the landscape is so murky when it comes to something that people there's not necessarily a precedent. That's been laid for it. When you think about and throughout history, when women have been assaulted and, and treated mis- and treated differently and affected in a way that questions their womanhood and not just their womanhood, but them as human beings, there's really not much of a um, of a particular way that this has been settled properly. So when you see all these allegations coming out, you know, and everybody's. It, you know, there's these two polarizing ends to it, and there's no middle ground. Mm. It's like, how can anyone come to any sort of, I would say, uh, dignified or 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 honest way of sort of approaching this and dealing with this when it, this precedent hasn't been laid a hundred percent? 
Mm-hmm. It's still the Wild West for this. So you're going to see all these crazy allegations affect people in such dramatic ways because there's no real way that this has been done. So now what we're doing is we're going to learn so much from the women speaking up. Yeah. We're going to learn so much from the allegations. And we're going to learn so much in how the justice system is going to take control of this. You look at someone like Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, he's going to get his he's going to get his now over what he's done to these women because he deserves to get what is coming to him. But at the same time, his work shouldn't be questioned because of the of him the man. Because him the man who was a wasn't a good guy apparently, but when I read the Richard Pryor book, this motherfucker, he he seemed like he was on some dirty shit in general, just based off what Richard Pryor was talking about. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Well, I guess the, but the difference is, is that he said it. He exposed it. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, like, eventually he wasn't hiding it. Whereas mm-hmm. Bill Cosby, even to no, this No, no, day, no, no, Pryor talking about um, Bill Cosby. Oh, oh Bill Cosby, oh. Like, like Chris Rock said, it's not my quote, Chris Rock was said that in the book, the Richard Pryor book, Bill Cosby was like the coolest dude in the world. So in my mind, I'm reading that he knew of. Yeah. Yeah. In my mind, I'm like, damn, this dude must have did some dirty shit if he's like the the coolest dude ever. Hmm. But when I look at the way the landscape is, when it comes to the allegations, I think women deserve the opportunity. Everyone deserves opportunity. I'm willing. I want to see more Terry Crews come out there. Because when I was yeah. in New York City, man, and I was coming up in the game out there, hmm. I remember that I would see some dudes who were on one level mess with a guy who was a gay dude or whatever it was, who had opportunity and was able to bring up other people, then all of a sudden one day this person was here and then the next week this person was there, meaning a little higher, I was like, hmm, what happened? And then in my mind, remember remember E? Remember when I remember back in New York? When I was saying Featuring like, Remember how <laughs> I was like I was like, Yo, why is this person doing this? And then all of a sudden they're getting pulled up. And then I mentioned about, you know, someone in general without really like getting into names and shit like that. I would notice like, yo, why are all these dudes getting put on? They're working with this dude and all of a sudden they get put on. I was like, damn, how come no one asked me to jerk anybody off? You know what I'm saying? Like, I was upset. Remember how I was talking about that? Yeah. All these white guys with light eyes all of a sudden get an opportunity with this one cat. And then all of a sudden it's like they moved up. But then when they started separating themselves and I noticed this big thing hit. And all of a sudden, at this one club I was working at, all of a sudden, all the opportunity that I was getting ready for my for my turn to, to get my own feature, to do my own night at, at a certain at a certain club, gone because the white guys stopped messing with this one guy, and then boom, it was over, and I never got my opportunity. And then they ended up going to different clubs. I'm like, well, who stopped jerking who off? So where this became an issue, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. And that's where I was just like, yo, I've seen it happen. I've seen dudes make that commitment, make that decision to improve their careers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I come from a whole different perspective. So to see that take place, I would love for these dudes to come out and say some shit like that. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't say I've actually seen the jerking off. No. But I've heard, I, but I, I've noticed the, the before and after effects of messing with a certain individual. Right. You could put two and two together and figure out, you know, what... what Probably, maybe, and they were all the same person, and then, and they were all the same person doing black material or black style humor. Yeah. Oh boy. It was crazy. <laughs> so when I see these women coming out, man, yo, come out, speak about it. Don't be indignant. Speak your truth. Do what you got to do. Let's get these motherfuckers out of here. 
Mm. Let's, let's nail them against the wall like we're supposed to. And if opportunity presents themselves, they should be able to ameliorate themselves and come back. Maybe some guys, not all guys, but some people deserve to have a life after jail or have a life after what they've done. Now, mind yeah, you, if they're going to be... can yeah, be a but, thing. But, that, but does it mean that they have to be back in the, in the entertainment world? No. What it does mean is that they right. deserve an opportunity to come back. And if they want to come back in entertainment, they deserve a chance to be able to do that. Because the people that say, like, with sports stars and all these other people, it's like, oh, it's a privilege to play in the NBA. It's a privilege to play in the NFL. No, no the fuck it isn't. A, it's not a privilege. No, these guys are partners. <laughs> you know you, what I'm saying? You legitimately have to earn that based on your skill. Yeah. For someone to say this whole right and privilege is that, like, that altruistic white way of seeing shit. That doesn't work. It's like, yo, these dudes are motherfucking partners to the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, MLB. They're partners. Hmm. Without the players, there is no sport. You know, these guys are partners. They're corporate entities, and they're physically gifted enough to be able to entertain you at a very high level. If I wanted to go see a bunch of average dudes play basketball, would you watch it? Average guys play football, would you watch it? And the thing is, in every single thing that makes money, everyone has to try out. Right. Regardless of who, anything. And if you think about it with these NBA players, NFL players, think about it. In corporate America or in this, like, you know, world of um, capitalism, they're the only players, they're the only, like, some of the few people in the world with their job that they can't choose where they want to work. Yeah. They have to get drafted to a shitty city if they're really good. You know what I'm saying? They got to get drafted to a real shit situation. Then we got to say we get mad at Kevin Durant for leaving because he want to take the easy way out. It's like, no, this motherfucker got tired of losing and playing with Russell Westbrook's crazy gun in the ass who doesn't know how to do what the fuck he wants yeah. to do. And it's like, no, I'm going to do this shit because I want to be in a better situation for myself personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. But yet we ridicule this guy. Same thing with LeBron James. 2010, he decides because, to go to Miami. That's because... We ridicule this guy. Because what we think sports is sacred. That, yeah, that, well, sports isn't yeah, sacred. They're not. And, and, and it's, it's, oh, it's civic pride. Well, he's yeah. not from fucking Oklahoma City or whatever. Yeah, man. That's he just was there. He, right. got, he got drafted there. He got, he got transferred there. And boom. Right. It wasn't like people, working. Like, people fail to realize that the Steelers of the 1970s, the majority of those guys were on fucking steroids. Uh, I mean, you're probably right about no, that. No, no, I read about that. There were like, like there was rumors and speculation and actual truth and that Terry Bradshaw okay. was on motherfucking steroids. So yeah. these guys, like, they're, they're it's not as pure as people think. I would love a day where we all die and we find out all the truth <laughs> of everything, and then we just like, what? Like this wasn't real? It was like, fuck, no, no, none like, of this shit is real. I, I am civically a Patriots fan, but Tom Brady is from Northern California. Right. He couldn't be any less New Englandy. Right, man. He's a beauty, though. The dude's a male broad. At, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> he, like for real, man. Of course he's going. He's, he, yo, his life is nothing like anybody else's that supports him. Dude dates a supermodel. He's rich beyond everyone else's wildest dreams. He fucking wins all the goddamn time and loses all the goddamn time. It seems like, hmm. but yet we still hold this dude at such a high regard. Remember, like, remember, like Rob yeah. the Iconoclast. Remember that episode? Maybe it should be Rob the Iconoclast Part Two, where it was just like <laughs> stop putting these fucking people 
up on a pedestal and stop idolizing these people or, and then when or they just fall, recognize that when they're motherfucking human beings yeah when somebody does something you don't quite like mm-hmm. just like your family yeah don't like, Hold that against them completely, except if they rape people. Even listen, or, man. I, <laughs> like hold it against them, but like if you like a movie mm-hmm. that somebody who involved did something awful, you don't have to hate that movie. Because there are a lot of other people involved in that movie that work just as hard. Right. But this one, I'm gonna put people onto this. This is I want whoever is listening to this. Is seven people and Amy. Amy, how you doing? What up, Amy? Miss you. Sorry, we haven't been putting up new episodes. Amy, I want to say one thing. Please, if you could, we'll give you like a P.O. box or something. Oh, yeah, we still want you to send something over to us. Yeah, make a hat for us, please. We would love that. Right. I'll wear it at every episode. I'll take tons of Instagram pictures, all kinds of stuff. And I think, Amy, if there's anybody who understands levity, and you know what the cool thing about Amy is, is she's a white woman who has the ability to see the other side. And I yeah. think that's what a lot of people don't have. Like, I guarantee you, if like, we had a conversation with her, she would be able to see our end, and then we could see our, her end, and then it'd be like a beautiful conversation that we can have. That's all I want to bring up when it comes to having these conversations. Mm-hmm. But I will break down what it's like in the entertainment business. This is what it's like being an entertainer. It sucks. Your life isn't your own. You're constantly under the under the you're constantly under the knife, meaning that no matter what you say or what you do can be scrutinized at such a level to the point that you may not have a career. Now imagine that at any other business, right? Sucks. So on my particular my level, I'm starting to move up a little bit more. I'm starting to gain corporate interests, opportunities coming my way, things are great. But it's stressful as fuck and I hate it and I almost don't even want to be a part of it, but I have to. Because what's the reason why anybody, oh, excuse me, why anybody gets in the business of entertainment? To make fucking money. If anyone says for artistry and all that stuff, yes. Yes, of course. Like, I'm an artist. I would love to do it for the artistry. But, but you want to make money doing that. Because that's the main thing. Yeah. I want my daughter to be able to be in a situation that when she gets older that she'll have better opportunities than I have. Why? Because I have fucking money. Hmm. To, for people to say that they're not in it for the money, it's it's like that's that's bullshit. You want to come off with the premise and the guys that I do it because I love it because I love it, but I love it enough so that it can help me have a lucrative career. There's an approach to it. If you say that you're all about the money, then you're you're on some bullshit. But I will give you the insight. This is this. I wonder if anyone else can think about this. Imagine. We live in a world now full of triggers. You know what I'm saying? I've been starting off material like asking people like what their triggers are, right? Just because I think it's funny. But think about it like this: in entertainment, and every trigger that you can con- that you could con- that's conceivably available to you, right? I'll use myself an example. I suffer from bipolar disorder. I'm sorry, forgive me. I have borderline personality disorder. Um, I'm biracial. So meaning I'm not I'm black in Puerto Rican, I'm not black enough, and I'm dead this enough, not any of that enough. Um, not to mention I'm mildly attractive. Um, I'm not the richest I'd fuck you. Yeah, thank you. Just, just I'm point. not the richest person in the world. Um, I have a six year old little girl that looks awful. I'd that also is, fuck that chalupa yeah. that they put on. But like and TV, uh, but. let's see what uh, my hair, you know? 
um, my faith, like all these different things that I've mentioned, I have to deal with on a day-to-day basis in the entertainment world, meaning that it can be used against me at any turn. Hmm. So all the triggers that I live with, I'm exposed to them almost every single time because there's either somebody, no matter what they are, no matter what level they are, if they're a comic, if they're an actor, if they're a writer, if they're a producer, if they're a network executive, whatever it is, those particular um, triggers are exposed to me at all times. Hmm. So I'm always under the, 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 the gun of something being presented to me or said to me. Like when someone said to me, I say the word nigga every other word. When someone said to me that I'm too light-skinned to say this. When someone said to me that I'm not black enough for this. When someone told me that my hair looks funny. Or when someone told me that I'm not marketable. Or when someone told me all these different things to my face. Imagine dealing with that on a day-to-day basis. And on top of that, you do this because you feel like you have something to say. Like comedians, and my, we're soulless individuals. Because we continue, we're the lowest at the totem pole. And yet we continue to fight and struggle to get our voices out there. But within our voices trying to come out there, we deal with all these triggers that we're confronted with all the time. Like I'm confronted with all these different triggers every single time. And you know what we're told? Get thicker skin. Be funnier. Be this better. Whatever that, right? On a consistent basis. Oh, and on top of that, you might get raped. Hmm. Now, why do we do all this? Why do we struggle with this? Why do we scratch and claw with this? Because we want to make money. Now, ask yourself, if you were doing this at your day job, if you were confronted with every trigger that you know that you have in your mind and in your heart, and also on top of that, you might get raped, would you go back to work the next day? Most of the jobs out there are not worth that. Exactly. Well, what makes entertainment different? That's the question I pose to everybody. Well, I think I would I would say that for a comedian, not necessarily an actor, Mm -hmm. but I think yes, you want a certain amount of attention. You want to be laughed at because you want that like validation of being funny, but. Also, I think that the, the, the truly good comedians are the soothsayers. They're the ones that are trying to... Mm-hmm. You don't think so? No, I'm not, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm, not even th- I'm thinking about... I'm thinking about... Like, not, none of that. None of that. I'm not, talk- I'm not talking about anything with performance. Fuck performance. Throw that shit out the window. I'm talking about the day-to-day logistics of being a performer mm. and being told you're less than... And triggered almost every single time you go out to do a show, an audition, um, you're writing something, Twitter, all these places, you are constantly bombarded with negativity from anyone and everyone. But yet you still push on, you still try to become successful because you feel you have talent, but yet entertainers are fucked with so much, just as much as politicians in a sense, Fucked with so much, ridiculed, revered, loved, hated, all this shit consistently being triggered and questioned. Oh, and also you might get raped. 
I'm talking about that front. Got nothing to do with the truth saying, like, nothing to do with that other shit. I'm talking about the day-to-day shit just to get in the motherfucking car to drive to the show, to drive to the audition, to drive to the meeting, and being told by, even by people like I've been around, who I love and respect, that I was less than in front of network executives. Like, this is the life we lead, being told continuously that we're not good enough over and over and over and over again. I brought up the idea where I was like, I, I'm so jealous of white people because white people get to be basic. You know what I mean? Like, white people get to just be. White person goes from school and they go to college and they become something. And one of the, the, the biggest thing that they got to deal with in some respects, not saying all of them, but typically the norm or the, the stereotype or whatever it is, is that student loans. Black person goes through, goes through school or some shit like that. For us, we have to overcome some kind of motherfucking odds. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's True. our narrative every single time. How, how much is it for like, even with a black person who comes from like a really good family, well-to-do, upscale, mm. all that shit, even then that's problematic, especially amongst black people because they came up in a good environment. It's like we always have to fucking defeat the odds. Like that narrative exists all the fucking time. So I'm jealous that white people just get to do that regular shit, whereas we have to fucking fight the odds every single fucking time. But when it comes to entertainment, white people get a better opportunity. They still deal with shit. And it's like, so if you're like if you're a white guy, ooh, you're golden. If you're uh if you're a black dude trying to get in entertainment, man, you better be the next whoever, Adrice Elba. Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, whoever it is. If you're a woman, oh man, you better really have some thick skin. Get the, you know what I'm saying, some thick ass skin. You know what I'm saying? Get the lube ready, whatever it is. And if you're like not black, not white, or not a woman, and like I say, if you're like an Asian or a Mexican or a Latino person, then kill yourself because it's hard to get in this business being that way. But that's just the truth. And if anyone sees this as problematic, then they're not looking at it from the, they're not looking at it with rational eyes. They're just thinking that the world is this amazing place that everyone gets opportunity. But yet someone pours a drink on fucking Tommy Lauren and all of a sudden this bitch looks like like somebody fucked her in the mouth without, without her wanting to. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just crazy to me. But that's just where I'm coming from. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Not saying you're not, not not saying that you're doing it, Jeff. Relax. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's just interesting because uh, you have been interested in her story. Oh, Tommy Lauren. Yeah. Oh, I love that bitch. I love how crazy she is. <laughs> I'm so happy someone poured a drink on her and give her something else to say now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we all look. This is the thing. We all want. To come up, we all want to go through adversity, but we can't choose the adversity we come through. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I tell people this all the time my job as a father isn't to tell my daughter that when things get that when things get tough, 
that the world is going to be better because the world isn't better. No. My job is that when things get tough is to equip her with the knowledge and the, the wisdom so going. that when things get tough that she knows how to do herself. Yeah. I'm not going to be there to, to, to you know kiss her knee or something All like that. Time, no. Exactly. So that's my job as a father. Mm. you know. And when my life cycle's over and my daughter can live her life without me and be comfortable and be cool, then I did my job as a father. Um, that's the point of like physical existence right you know but if my girl and my girl my daughter starts to do like fucking you know 13 reasons why it's like then I didn't do my job you know because what she gonna blame everybody else for all her fucking problems no it gets to a point where you have to see what's available to you see what's being hit to you and then find a way if you're a victim on something yeah play I'm not gonna say play the victim but learn to Take that victimization and flip it. Well, I'm, not, I'm not sure what it's going to be. Mean, just saying yeah. in general. If you're going to have a kid, be a parent. Totally. You know? That's a very simple way of putting that. But, like, not not that you have to be a helicopter parent, but, like, no. be present. Be uh, Know what's going on and, mm. like, you know, like, talk to your kid. and, and Right. But the, the reason why I bring this up as an example is just, like, I don't know, whoever's out there that wants to be an entertainer, just know that this shit's going to suck, man. And it's not going to be super easy. And it's going to get to a point where the things that you know and love and about yourself are going to be questioned in some way, shape, or form, no matter what. If you're a black woman, that's going to be questioned. If you're a white man, that's, que- that's going to be questioned. If you're a white woman, questioned. Beige man, questioned. If you're mentally ill, questioned. Whatever it is that you decide that you want to do, get into this business, whatever you are that stands out, question. If you're like insanely beautiful, questioned. No matter what you do is going to be questioned. It's funny because when you say like insanely beautiful, that actually is a limitation. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. Like, isn't that the dumbest shit? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, But it's true. Like, people are just going to see you a certain way because of this. So, right. you, you I, my, my new favorite word is circumnavigate, apparently. <laughs> but, yeah, you got to find a way to circumnavigate uh, your situation. And how do you do that without, how do you do that without seeming like a victim? So everyone won't fuck with you about it, talk shit to you about it? And how do you do that? Well, you don't cry about it. Right. You just do it. Right. With a, and, and how do you do that with a certain level of dignity? When I first came back from New York City, and I, excuse me, I started doing comedy in, New York, in, in Connecticut, all the comedians would tell me, like, yo, Rob, you talk too much race. And just get better. Just get better. Like, white comics would come up to me and tell me that, like, where the fuck do you have the nerve to come up to me and tell me I'm talking about too much of my truth? And you know what the fucked up part about it is? I listened. Why? Because I was afraid. Because I was afraid that I wouldn't get booked here, booked there, booked wherever. But then when I realized this, like, yo, these motherfuckers was afraid of me just as much as I was afraid of them. And that was problematic because I found myself behind the chopping block every single time or behind the eight ball, whatever it is, whatever euphemism or metaphor or whatever. I find myself at a disadvantage because of the fact that I started playing to the victimization of who I was because of the fact that all these other people were telling me that you should do this, you should do that. But then now, now that I look at it, it's like, man, I got a show going on. I got my, my workshop going on. My stand-up is starting to, you know, get a little bit better. I'm starting to get a little bit buzz around the Hartford area. Now I got better. 
Now, nobody in Connecticut, in my opinion, is doing what I'm doing, but yet I still don't feel I get the recognition I deserve because of the fact that I still live with some crazy shit upstairs that won't let me, you know, sort of like uh, attach myself to that idea because I'm still always going to be traumatized by the shit that I've been through when I was younger and the things that I've been through coming up in the game as a comedian, especially as a black comic or whatever you want to call me. Well, all right. You know what? In the past, I am certain that I've told you to try and get away from the race stuff. I've definitely done that. But but what what this what, that's the thing. But what does it even mean though? Well, I just my intention was that I think you have the capability to be more versatile. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have racially based. Human. Right, and I would say from that particular perspective, like I would agree with that to a certain extent, but at the same time, anybody can be basic. Like white guys, that's what I mean by being basic. They can go ahead and be basic and talk about the like. I wish that I can go up there and just talk about random shit, like some of the white comedians that I see. Like I wish I can do that, but I can't because mm-hmm. there's there's a certain pressure that I have from the black community to speak up about this. The biracial community yeah. to speak about this. Well, that, I'm I'm admitting to my fault. No, I don't say it was your in, fault. In the, I think it's a great observation that you had. What I'm saying is, I, I was because guilty I was, of that at a certain. No, time. no, no, no. I, you reason you know why you're not guilty with that because you're one of my friends and you're somebody who understands my work and my material to know that say, hey, maybe you should switch up just a little bit. Whereas these dudes were deliberately saying like, yo, you talk too much race, and doing it in a way is so matter of factly. Well, you're coming up to me and as a suggestion in conversation. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? The tone was different. The idea was different. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like if I were to go ahead and tell Erica, like, hey, Erica, you're, you're always like with this black lady shit. You know, you need to calm the fuck down. I say it to her fucking with her because I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if I was just a random, let's say if I was a random white woman telling her this shit. She would look at me like I'm fucking crazy. It's like, who the hell are you to tell me that I have to talk yeah, about my that shit? makes sense. You know All what I'm right, saying? Right, right. But if I were a white friend and I say, hey, you know what? Sometimes you talk about this too much and other people like feeling a certain way, then I would think of, I would think of yeah. that as an opportunity to explore and understand and become better. And I never intended for you to delete that identity. Never. Never. And that's why yeah. I never looked at it from that perspective. So that's why I always respect where you're coming from because one, I know it's coming from a place of love and honesty whereas these other dudes was just like saying it because they might have been fucking threatened with me or maybe they were being honest. But at the same time with white dudes, especially older white guys it's like they don't get how problematic the shit that they say is. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They consistently think that they're the ones that are the gatekeepers and they're the ones that put everybody else under their wing. It's like, nigga, I don't need you to put me under my wing. I'm just as good as you are, if not better. The only difference between me and you is that you get more opportunities than I do because you're white and people will respect what you say up front quicker than what I would have to say. They would rather listen to you talk about whatever white shit that you have to say versus me coming from a background of whatever turmoil that I come from as a black man. And even with white women, they think the same shit, too. They think like, oh, don't blame the audience. It's just, you know, whatever. It's like, nah, they're just not ready to hear the shit that I have to say yet. And that's perfectly fine. I just have to figure out a way to get them ready. Because there's still people out there that are afraid to hear real and honest shit. 
like are, like you say this is controversial. We're talking about with all the, the, the sexual harassment stuff. I brought the perspective of what it's like to be an entertainment entertainer in this business and how hard it is and what people do and the decisions that they make to get where they want to get to. Now, there's some people that are exposed and harassed, and that's not a good look. But there's some people that make that decision to do those things. But at the same time, there's some people that don't. And the ones that don't are the ones that should speak up and be able to, you know, bring down some of the people that are involved with it. But yet, at the same time, the people who are involved with it shouldn't be shunned out 100%. They should be fucking rid of They should be get their due. Get the due process, just like it's supposed to be. Hopefully rehabilitation. In some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And then be able to move on from that. And hopefully find a way to build up and have the younger generation of men who are coming up in this business yeah, I guess it, not it, make those same stupid fucking mistakes. It depends on whether or not you believe in a scorched earth policy on all this stuff. You two talk to each other out of piss. Eric hey, Paul. Erica. How about that scorched earth policy? <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I don't know what you guys were talking about. Well, we brought back the whole, like, uh, you know, are people in show business who have done truly heinous things, are they, like, obviously they should be held accountable, but but does that mean that, like, once they, this is really awful, like, oh, God, pay their dues or... Because no one's gonna understand this at, at all. Like they're like, oh, pay your dues. Like, uh, uh, shutting down. Spotify. Um, they got rid of R. Kelly on their mm-hmm. on their streaming service. Okay. Um, and they got rid of R. Kelly because of you know the the stuff he's been getting accused of. But uh, yeah, and but also he's never had to answer. For his discretions. Who are we talking about? Morgan Freeman? Well, Ar- yeah, th- I don't understand how this motherfucker flew under the radar with this shit. I don't so, get yeah, that. So, yeah, yeah. So, I if don't... you're Spotify, like, yeah, get rid of R. Kelly because he's never had to answer for his discretions. But at the same time... And discretions like, is not a powerful enough word. I understand that, but, yeah. No, but he sh- sh- shouldn't be kicked. His work has nothing to do with him personally. Oh, It's like, <laughs> that to me is bullshit. Like, why? Like, Erica was saying, like... That's a slippery slope, and I've been saying it for years. Like nobody's work should be snatched no, 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 because they're like, bad people. All right, but you you can enjoy R. Kelly, okay? Oh, I can't personally. I I don't like his <laughs> shit like that. I'm anyways, just, I'm saying if you're the type of person who is like, yeah, I just like his music, that's fine. But if it's harder to get because he hasn't paid for his penance, okay, I get that, and that's the thing with him. Like he's never ever had to answer for that shit ever. Mm-hmm. Now you look at uh, what's his name, Michael Vick. Well, okay, him too. <laughs> well, he, well, he, yeah. he should have to pay for his penance. That nigga should be like under the jail. Yeah, but you can still like his movies. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's just it's a it's a slippery. Sl- it's it's tough, man. It's super tough because your morals. All right, know. here's a great example: George Washington. Oh, that fucker. Slave owner. Uh-huh. Okay? You could say, like, oh, yeah, well, he released them after his death and everything. Yeah, piece of shit. But, but... He still was a great dude, but he's a piece of shit. Piece of shit. Did he's the awful, greatest, awful, awful thing. He's the greatest piece of shit of all times. 
Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Brendan Franklin giving everybody STDs. So what are we talking about? No, we not, don't, don't, don't. No, I just fuck with him because he likes Brendan Franklin. 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 Okay, don't. Because he that. loves how much he gave everyone STDs. No, he didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, no, I honestly, like, I think what we're talking about is it's just the fact that when it comes down to, like, the professionalism and um, of somebody's work uh, and what somebody does with their business. I mean, look, I always said, man, look, if everybody were getting bagged for sexual harassment or anything like that for all the bad things they did in their life, like there would be no there'd be no one at Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you just walk into Walmart and just like take everything. You know what I mean? Because there's so many shitty people that work there. So it's like what since we know these things, everybody should have their livelihood stricken from them. And because these guys are entertainers and we're supposed to look at them at a high level, like at a higher respect, like they, you know what I mean? That to me is bullshit. Like, nah, these guys are just awful people just like anybody else. But since they make all this money, we, we revere them a little bit more. So they should pay for their discretions. Like going to jail or having to like you know pay money out or whatever and 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 hopefully never ever do that shit again um but do we allow them to you know then continue with what they're yeah talented at? i i don't know it all depends it, it, it's tougher because it's hard to sell a movie with with xyz when they've done this that and a third i mean that's marketing like if you, yeah it's yeah. tough it's tough like what are you gonna say you say you're gonna say something Oh no! I I never got to make the point that I wanted to make. Which is what do it right now. Which was uh, you basically just said it. (laughs) Oh yeah. Which was which was what? Can you don't read it from it? Go ahead. Uh, that it was a slippery slope, and that if they're going to take R. Kelly off of their streaming service, then they have a lot of people that they need to get rid of. Yeah. Yeah, like the all the rock and roll genre. Not just. (laughs) Not just mm-hmm. hip hop and rap and R and B. Yeah, it almost seems like cross all boards. Yeah, if it's if it's good for the goose, it's good for I the gander. Personally, I'm not gonna listen to R. Kelly. He's he's canceled for myself, but I never liked his music to begin if, with. If like they're that. gonna come for R. Kelly, then they have to come for a little. I actually never like, ever yeah. believed I could fly. Yeah, exactly. Well, once. Yeah. Get rid of Twisted Sister. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm t- like well, all, we like, are gonna take it. Yeah, like you okay? know, like think about all the crazy shit that white bands have done. Oh yeah, and then talked about it. He's like, wow, that's crazy, you crazy rock star guys. Like, yeah, we ripped like thirty pussies that night. It was yeah, crazy. it's like, oh wow, woo, you guys are great. But yet, it seems like an attack on motherfucking black people to take them take their shits off the fucking uh, off Spotify. It's a crazy, crazy thing. It's just like it seems like but, it, but not eh. just black people. I mean, like in general, though. But it seems like that. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's more. Maybe it's more black people. The streaming service too. It's but just, if that were the case, we would listen to the Disney music. And Which, what's wrong with that, Rob? Hi ho, like, hi ho. It's off to. They aren't talking go. about the hoe that you're talking about. You never know, hi ho. No, they, but but they yeah. Won't. It's a bullshit. Listen, man, the business that we work in, man, is bullshit. It really is. I don't understand why anybody would want to be successful in entertainment. It's bullshit. No matter what you say or do can be taken. Like, I, I, don't, I want to be successful enough where I can still talk shit and be all right. Like, if I can be Bill Burr in this business, I'm good. Because mm-hmm. for me, like, I'm in that zone where I can speak my mind, speak my truth. But yet, I'm not 
revered enough where everybody's going to take everything from me that I built. Imagine dissect it. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine being that person, man, where everything you've done in this business is to get to where you've spent 20, 30 years to get to where you are. And then you do one thing or no matter what it is. And I'm not saying it could be anything. And then it just be snatched from you because somebody like it's crazy. What is worried about that, though? I am. I am. I mean, but what if you what if you were? It doesn't matter what it is. It could be anything. It doesn't it doesn't have to be like sexual harassment it could be any, it could be saying something that one person doesn't like yeah the point is and they just start this whole fucking thing about what it is that they that yeah. they don't like about you and then before you know it you're starting to see less and less people at your shows. I mean, honestly, we should be upset that George Washington was a slave owner. Yeah. I don't know. That, that's just, yes, it's, it's yes. Just, we the statue of libertarianism doesn't that. go that far. We should be upset about that. We I should mean, acknowledge it. it. We should acknowledge <laughs> it. Uh, we should acknowledge it, but at the same time... Oh, my God. He just dumped on LeBron James. Get him, Jason Tatum. Certain Get him, Jason things Tatum. that brought us to him. where we are today. Like, it's, you know... So then, to, like, Rob's point, then, like... You know, things shouldn't be taken from Bill Cosby. And that's uh, again, be. the Cosby Show was a good show. I mean, I didn't really care much for it, but yeah. I don't know. Like, that's the thing. Like, if honestly, like, you know what the point of this is? Like, he's still. I said this was a contra- controversial episode. Right. right. The right. point is, if you are cool with the great things that George Washington did. You, you kind of cool have to be cool with the great things that Cosby did, I guess. Yeah, know? and then people yeah. would say, yeah, and, and, and that's a great example because, but some people won't look at that that way because in this day and age. Oh, no, I'm blacklisted. I'm done in this business. Yeah. I'm not, like, no, I, I won't even not. apply to no, be in a dude. class at CT. I have marked my death warrant no. with this episode. It's no, all no, over dude. for me. That's the problem. No, if you're, if you're looking at it that way, then, like, people are not respecting you where you come from on your on. Your your behalf like look my one thing that i enjoy so much is conversation man of course i don't give a fuck where you come from with shit it's like yo i'm gonna say whatever the fuck i want to say i don't give a fuck if it bugs you or not because it's what the fuck i feel man and if people start to feel as if like oh i have to be respectful of your of your feelings that's bullshit you should be respectful of my feelings if you're being a pussy here's what i'll say if if you are a controversial figure that offered redemption you know, like, that's why I love Ben Franklin, okay? STDs and all. STDs and all, like, I... Who said box? He was a slave owner, mm. and I'm not excusing it. Like, Three people say, oh, that, that's how it was at the time. He was a slave owner, but he was also... A slave eventually, owner? in his lifetime... But that was the thing to One do of the first then. abolitionists. Yeah, but at the same time, it's just like, during that era, it's like, yo, that was the thing to do. And that's like, sort of Cosby's sort of like, uh, I pr- answer, you <laughs> I know what I mean? Say, I don't want to say I appreciate you excusing that. But that, but that but, was like the thing to do. Like, 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 legit, when you think about it, if you were a white person <laughs> and you didn't have a slave, dude, you were like, shitted on. But, <laughs> like, like, again, like you, you were saying the, Like, you were the less of white people. Like, like, ew, you don't have a slave? Like, get out of here, nigga. Like, that's, like, you were a nigga, eventually. <laughs> and then you had to go save up money Get a slave, <laughs> show up to the pub. It's like, hey, I got my slave with me. I finally got a slave. Like, hey, Ben, you got a slave. Hey, look, he's got a good nigger. And then Ben became a good guy because he finally saved up the money to get a slave. That's what it's all about. <laughs> he didn't become a good guy because he saved up money to get no, a slave. No, because he became he, a good guy because he saved up because money he for saw slave. the fucking villainy in slave ownership. He was. 
He was one of the first American abolitionists. But not with that peer pressure early on. Like, that peer pressure to get a slave was crazy, son. You know how hard, you know, like, you couldn't go anywhere if you'd have a slave, man. It's like, it's like imagine, like, if I showed, that's like, like, that's like being a black person and trying to go to, like, an all-black school with no Jordans. Like, that was the roughest. If you went in there with some felines, nigga, you were done. So, so if you were saying he's a victim of circumstance. Pretty much. So, like, if he went to the, um, whatever pub name, some weird quirky name and he didn't have a slave yo Ben Franklin wasn't that dude (laughs) there's no way in hell I I apologize for laughing about slavery but no but Um, isn't it true though like if you don't have a slave it's like nigga we can't fuck with you dog because you ain't got no niggas with you I will not say that is true but I will say like it's true I guarantee you I guarantee you it was hard to have a certain level of social respect amongst your peers if you didn't have a slave that it is interesting that you recognize that. Why and wouldn't anybody recognize it's the real shit? Oh, there's so many people that because they don't like yo. You gotta see the realness of all this stuff, man. You gotta stop being whack and stop thinking like you know like oh it's problematic or yeah we get it like yo it's a problematic thing of course, but at the same time it's like yo it's what happened. Look. I look at it like this. My grand, my great grandfather, five times over, was uh, he was in Louisiana, and he got sold to a plantation in North Carolina, and he that's where he met my great grandmother five times over. But my great grandfather, you know, once slavery became abolished and all that other good stuff, right? My great grandfather ended up buying the land that he used to work on from his master. Now, it's in my blood to be this person that I am. It's in my blood to be the individual. To own the shit. To own my own shit. Things that we've talked about off air. Um, It's been my obligation. It's been in my blood. It's part of my family. I've always wondered in my life, I always wondered why my family members did this particular job, but yet I'm going for this job. And I come to find out because I had someone in my life, or not in my life rather, but someone before me. In your ancestry. In your, exactly. Like in your genetics, in your DNA. Who has been able to go through the worst of circumstances and still manage to get where he is. So all the things I've been through with, you know, letting someone go that I love and care about. And I look where my grandfather came from. It's like, dude, this motherfucker was a slave, man. And I say motherfucker just, you know, because I'm a little drunk. But um, <laughs> It's just a... Yeah. But no, but my great-grandfather, five times over, was a slave. And he st- and managed to make that particular purchase. And that land is still in my family to this day. Um, but after that, there were a lot of problematic things that took place because... That's just life and what people are. Hmm. But, I mean, when I think about that, it's in my blood to be the type of person I am because I see what has happened over time and I'm able to just understand that that doesn't have to be the end-all, be-all. And when I was in a situation where I had to make a, a tough decision, I was called a victim, I said to myself, like, I'm not a victim. I'm calling out facts and truth because of what my great-grandfather went through, which is factual and truthful. 
and he still was able to take that and flip it into something positive. So for me to do all these things that I'm doing now, it's like I'm just continuing the legacy in which he built. So now I can take all these negative things in my life, flip them, and make them better. Because the legacy of what happens with black people, especially with, you know, now that I know that my family members were slaves, it's like, fuck, man. Like, my legacy is people who are victims, but also a bigger opportunities where we manage to find ownership. And that's where I'm at right now. So I'm dealing with all these things on a different level as far as entertainment and being myself and not compromising at all costs is because I want to continue to live the memory of my grandfather and also my family members who came after them, after him, because my grandfather's name, his slave name is Isaac Dunn. I don't know what his real name is, what he was given in the tribe that he was from. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's just like, yo, I understand where I come from now. And I understand the dude that I am. And at the same time, it's just like, I'm not necessarily a victim, but I do know when I'm being wronged and I can speak on it in a way that's highly effective for me to be a better individual and still continue to grow and work. So all the stuff that we're talking about that exists with so many people, I hope everyone gets their justice. Everyone gets what they deserve. But I also believe that there's opportunity to still gain from the most harshest of circumstances, which is my grandfather being a slave for X amount of years and owning land. Bill Cosby being a piece of shit that he was for X amount of years. Whoever it is. You know what I'm saying? They should be given the opportunity to come around and prove themselves. Because I think that's the one thing about being an American, being a person. Fuck being American. Just being a fucking human being in this world. I mean, thank God we live in an area where it's like we don't get our dicks chopped off for doing what we do. You know what I'm saying? Or our hands get cut off because we still bread to feed our families. Like, thank God that we're not in that predicament where... We have the opportunity to be free to a certain extent, as I like to say, you know. But at the same time, it's like within those freedoms, people should understand the responsibility that we have towards each other. With great power. You know what I mean? It's great responsibility. Exactly. And that's and we the, all have that. Exactly. And I think, like, that's what I teach my fucking students. And I say fucking because I'm drunk. Whatever. No, honestly, whatever power you have, Mm -hmm. point it in the right direction. That's all it is, man. Each one teach one all day, man. It's like, yo, you have to understand that there's a level of responsibility that you have towards your fellow man to be a good person, to Mm -hmm. understand that, hey, look, shit sucks, but we're in this together and that we can build our communities within our neighborhoods. Yeah. Be, be nice to the people that are serving you at the uh, fast food restaurant or the, the Target or anything right. like just and like I know that's a very low level version of this. But, but that's where it fucking starts, man. You're right yeah. about that. <clears throat> yeah. It, and it, I'm telling you, it, it, look, those small like people who make fun of me for talking to everyone that I come around, Erica included, my family, whatever. Because I talk to anyone and everyone, man. Because, look, yo, if you see me go to, like, um, like at the, at the, when I'm at the, uh, when I'm at the park, mm. I love the babies, man. 
kids. <laughs> Dude, man, these kids they just want to get on the slide. They want to get on the the, the they want to get on the um you know the swings. So I'm pushing them. And as Eric, I'm like community dad. You know what I mean? Because I want these kids to enjoy themselves so they understand that people that they may not know can show them love and respect and want them to be want them to have a good time because yo, these babies, man. They don't know anything like that. All they know is, like, where they go home with with their parents, right? But at least if they know they come to the park and they see me, that's like, oh, wow, this guy, he's cool, he's funny, or he's nice, and he pushes me on the swing, you know, I'm going to have a good time when I'm around this guy. Yeah, there should be a level of, of, of certain mutual respect and appreciation. Right. But also, like, you, you got to be a little bit guarded, but mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that... In general, humanity doesn't want to harm humanity. Not at all. For I the give, most part. I'll give you an example. A little boy comes to some, um, I'm at the I'm at the Apple store. Fuck, whatever. I don't give a fuck. I can't wait to quit that job anyways. <laughs> um, I'm at the Apple store. Young boy comes in, right? He has a um, he has a wrist guard on his hand, right? So I ask him, I was like, man, oh, dude, what happened to your hand? He's like, oh, I heard it playing baseball. I was like, oh, you're a ball player. Because I noticed he had a hat on, but I wanted him to tell me himself. I'm like, oh, what position do you play? He tells me he plays catcher, right? I'm like, oh, dude, that's cool, man. How do you enjoy it? He tells me how he enjoys it. I'm asking all these open-ended questions for him just so we can get connect. And I said, look, man, don't get down on yourself. You're going to get back in the game, and you're going to be better than ever. You're going to be great. Don't worry about it, my man. I'm like, how much time you got left before you got to get that off? He's like, oh, a few weeks. Like, see, boom, you're golden, right? Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward, I bring Brooklyn to school the other day because she had a fever, so she was out for a few days, but I bring her back to school, and when I bring her back to school, come to find out that the young boy who I was talking to at the Apple Store at West Farmers Mall in Connecticut, that's where I met everybody, he ends up, I end up finding out, why are you making this, but he come, I end up finding out that his mother is the secretary at the school that my daughter goes to. Mm-hmm. He, she comes up to me, she's like, when you were talking to my son, he was super happy and excited to talk to you because he's like, yeah, it's like that guy is a really good guy. He's a really nice guy. Oh, and she saw me, he's like, oh, that's Brooke's father. You know? I'm doing the show and everything like that. She finds out about my show. Now she also finds out about how I gave her son the time of day and showed this young man love despite being injured that I made his day that particular time now he goes home with a story his mom connects with him boom they make a deeper connection she sees me we have a connection she sees my daughter she has a connection with my daughter now it brings up the community in which we live in that's the beautiful part of what it is that we do as human beings but we don't see it that way sometimes because sometimes we can be me-centric. It's a crazy fucking thing. Yeah, I think we actually should be more community-centric because that's, like, what's the point of it all? Right, I'm going to piss y'all to talk to each other. If you're, <laughs> if you're not going to be a community, like, you know, it's like I am legend. You're just living on your own and, like, oh. you might as well just fucking kill yourself because or what's the point? Or kill the dog because it got bitten by a vampire or whatever, but... And that's what that dog gets. Existence relies on... Like, 
That's why Ego was angry in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 because, well, actually, he was shitty because he's like, oh, nothing measures up to, you know, what I am or whatever. But he was... Ego. Come on. Yeah, that's true. Good point. (laughs) But just consciousness needs stimulation and we need each other. You can't... No man is an island. No. And thank you for agreeing with, with me while you're peeing over there. Yeah. I appreciate oh, that. Hey, it's the truth, man. Look. One of these days, I'm going to walk away and see if you can vamp. Oh, I can. I'm a beast. <laughs> I'm sure you can. But, uh, no, it's, I mean, like, it's, you know, actually kind of sucks. Because it when when you need someone... It doesn't seem genuine, like, the, oh, I like being around you, you know? Yeah. I don't know, man. I just, it's, 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 it's super tough because we revere the people that we shouldn't revere. I mean, is, then, is there a way to be purely appreciative no. of someone? There's no, no way. No, right? I mean, yes, there is a way. I, I disagree. But, oh, excuse me, but I also believe that there isn't a 100% way of, like, doing that because of the fact that where we look at this guy right now number 23 for the Cavaliers and we look at him as a uh, as who we should be in this world you know what I mean like I don't I don't agree with that like he's just a basketball player and he might be doing great things but the people that we really should revere are the ones that we see every day the ones we say hi to the ones we uh, i don't know the ones that bag our groceries the ones who save our our family's lives i mean like the ones that we feel as if they I, have yeah. bettered our lives in some small way i think anyone Not who Tom motherfucking brady who doesn't require doesn't have to do anything that they that they do and they still do it I'm telling you, it starts there, man. It starts the the the, the lady who brings your mail, the man who brings yeah. your mail. I mean, or, it or starts the guy that like when you're driving through the parking lot of a uh, department store, mm. who stops and lets you drive through. Yeah, he doesn't have to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and the thing is, it's like that person might in their in their hearts be a good person because they just feel like, yo, I'm giving this other individual an opportunity. to yeah. Do something different, you know what I mean? Anybody who offers their time to let you have the benefit, like, that's, yeah, that's the type of person we should promote. Yeah, exactly, man. Those are the ones that we should show love to, and the cool thing is it starts on a small level, and it works its way up. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want, like, oh, yeah, LeBron James scores 47 points and beats the Celtics. Oh, man, I, I want to be like yeah. that guy. Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that to me is just so artificial. But yet, at the same time, he should be revered, but he shouldn't be the first person we look at because he's a high-profile individual. Hmm. He should be somebody that's, like, there. Like, I never go crazy over anybody, like any celebrity, when I meet them in person because I feel like they're my peer. You know? If there's anybody, I probably would go crazy over. It might be Eddie Murphy. And it's only because, like, you know, I'm like, oh, shit, how did this happen? You know, even to this day, I still don't understand how I met Richard Pryor Jr. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think about that situation. I'm like, wow, I can't believe I met somebody who's lived inside Richard Pryor's balls. You know what I mean? But yet, at the same token, it's just like, man, I can't believe that 
this is happening because in my mind I shouldn't be meeting him you know because like those worlds aren't supposed to collide you know yeah. um, but at the same token it's like I talked to Richard Jr. and I'm like yo he's a good guy he's a real nice guy and when he's talking about his dad, he's like, yeah, dad would do this and dad would do that. It's like, yo, this motherfucker's talking about the greatest comedian of all time. <laughs> like he's his father. Yeah, but and then and he is. Was, and he is. And I'm yeah. like, holy shit. He's like, yeah. But his perspective is interesting. He's a good guy. And he's somebody that I like to talk to. And I say hey to every now and then online. Hmm. So it's, it's a very interesting thing, man. Like where we just have to keep our priorities in the proper place. Um, and we're at a, an hour 20. This is a very interesting episode. I Certainly. think this is a great way to come back. Uh, Celtics just lost, uh, which is cool. Seemingly. Yeah, but, you yeah. know. Yeah. LeBron James is pounding his chest because it, it's all him, and, you know, it's, I'm me, and <laughs> I won a basketball game, you know what I'm saying? And I'm airplugs. Yeah, man. I'm the greatest, and blah, blah, blah. I have a very long face, and my hair is falling apart, and, you know what I mean? Like, the youngest just, man to ever lose his hair. Period. Yeah, and it's funny how, like, Ooh. you know, how... J.R. Smith is wearing a pair of Kyrie Irvings right now. Uh, but, <laughs> you know what I mean? And Kyrie Irving didn't even play the game. But you see how all people are like sad and shit, like, oh, the Celtics lost. My week is over. It's like, nigga, the Celtics lost. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, Their week is over. It's fine. You're fine, dog. Yeah. You got Memorial Day. So, and again, that's why I love superheroes because they never lose. If you've seen Infinity War, guys, you know oh my God. that they never lose. I just and wanted, also, yeah, not spoiler, but even when they lose, it's gonna be fine. Yeah, of course, because be okay. they give Black Panther three lines and then he dies immediately. Exactly. <laughs> and he's know, coming like, back though. Of course he is. Like, it's hard to follow a fucking show or a movie rather when you know everybody's coming the fuck back. Yeah. But I will say one thing though is the fact that I just love the part where Thanos just sits down. I know you and, love that and shit. And just looks at the just looks at the sunset. And he's like, ah. I just killed half the population. Yep. <laughs> so hashtag Rob Santos. Thank you so much, everybody, for being a part of this. Appreciate you. We're back again. Hopefully, Jeff will pay for the um fourteen dollars yeah, that gotta he's got to do that put shit. Put the info in. Yeah, do it now because they're gonna, gonna they're gonna cut us off eventually. So um, appreciate you guys. I'm glad we're back again, kind of. So we'll try to do another one next week. So um, well, yes, I would like to. Yeah, and we will. We love you guys. Don't take the controversial nature of this whole. No, this is top seat. Stop. You're being a faggot. And I said, no! I, I, don't I said, say that I know shit. I'm saying faggot to be, no, because, like, stop being a faggot. You're, you're saying faggot things. Oh, boy. Yeah, listen, not many people actually say the word faggot anymore. And I'm saying that shit because I don't give a fuck how anyone feels. Like, the woman who got mad because I called my, my daughter a woman, and that's what I call my mom and my daughter and everyone else around me but yet she want to take her own Hold vagina on. and put it, it inside is, my life is this someone she took my vagina God. she took her my, my, my vagina she is took her vagina the person put it into my about, life is this and someone like, from like two years ago that oh, no, I someone to you who, who, no someone who lives down the street you oh, mentioned oh, yeah boy, okay. remember you told me like that like she oh, got yeah, mad yeah, yeah. So from she, two years ago wait, was it yeah she took yeah. her vagina put it in my life I think yeah. it's bad that she calls her as woman and blah, 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 blah. Didn't it's even like, acknowledge that yeah. I was at our friend's wedding. Yeah. I tried to be like, hey. Right. You know. and, and then the only thing I would say is like, well, bitch, who the fuck are you? 
Like, it's, 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 I don't mean, listen. I gotta be honest, I kind of feel the same way. Yeah, it's like, who the fuck is you? Like, I don't care that you feel upset because I call my daughter a woman. I call my daughter a woman, so because I think it's funny, and I call my and mom it's a woman. it's a comic effect, yeah. Exactly, it's, it's because not. in my household, words don't mean shit. Unless it all depends on the context. Like, Brooklyn was already talking about, shh, you said the S words. Like, honey, yes, I said the word shit, but I said it in the proper context. That's what I'm going to have to teach you. Don't yeah. let these people teach you that these words are mean and bad. There's no such thing as a mean or bad it's word. It's about the it's audience. Mean, it's about mean intent, honey. Yes, intent and, and that's what it is. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like, honey, if you say a person is this way, you're being mean. But if you say it just to say it, you're not being mean. Because we are the ones that give words power. Exactly. Words our, are just fucking noises. Right. And our and our minds are the ones that now that yeah. we live in the world where it's like everybody has to be safe, then now it gets to a point. Like, I, I hate the fact that we live in a world where John Mulaney is a good comedian. He is a good comedian. Shut yeah, up. but he's so Shut goddamn up. basic. He's funny. And Stop basic. It. He is. He, oh, my God. He Stop. is. He is just... He, well, I think he, this is a reaction to one of my tweets. No, no. Oh, oh I saw that. Oh, yeah. So, no, no. But before, no. John Mulaney is the maven of... There are <laughs> so many... Who no, was a, big, was a wrestler. There are so many people that are worse than John Mulaney. No, but John Stop Mulaney it. is great. But the thing about John Mulaney is he's basic. You know who's worse? Brent Morin. And I enjoyed his special. Oh, but the guy that he, never wears a, a shirt? Like, Jesus a, no, Christ. Well, I don't know about that. No, he doesn't wear a shirt. Did he wear a shirt in he's, his special? He's, he's, he did, yeah. He that did was wear a shirt? actually one of the, like, wow, he actually wore He actually jokes. wore a fucking shirt? Okay. He, he's, he's a bro. That's his thing. And he's, he's from he's Connecticut, too. Is he? Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. He's a bro dude. His special was okay, but he's definitely coming from that perspective of being that type of bro douchebag. John Mulaney is funny. He is. I don't know. He's kind of basically took you to stand up and try to make it to a show, and he realized that, hey, you can't do that, basic guy. Just write other shit for other people. And just do a show, and just do an unfor- just, I mean, just do a forgettable comedy special. Uh. Look, we won't see equality until a black guy can be just as basic as John Mulaney. <laughs> uh, have you heard of Kevin Hart? Well, Kevin Hart isn't basic like John Mulaney. Kevin Hart is the is the black Dane Cook. Yeah, but he's Dane basic, Cook trans- basic for black people. But, but, but Dane Cook transcended basicness to a very high level. John Mulaney is a B-level comedian to me. Say he's A-list, I'll slap you. I'm not going to put him on Patton level. I'm not going to put him on... I Gosh. R.I.P. Louis C.K. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I won't put him on that level. I won't... Uh, what? <laughs> what are you doing? He's B-less. Well, he, he, so yo, far. John Mulaney is Kathy Griffin. No. Kathy Griffin is brilliant as fuck. Kathy Griffin is brilliant as fuck, but, but she, she doesn't get the same respect and love because she's Kathy fucking Griffin. John Mulaney, brilliant as fuck, doesn't get the same respect as Louis C.K. Um, all right. See? See? All right. Do you see what I mean? All right. But huh? he's... What's that? What's that, E? <laughs> so is he basic or is he brilliant? No, no, he's brilliantly basic. 
Like that's his, that's what I'm saying. Like he's brilliant, he's, but he's basic. Bro, I'm saying he's really great. He's great. Basic. He's a great fucking writer, but I wouldn't want to watch him for a whole hour. Why not? Because he's basic. He's boring to a certain extent. Have you watched the new special? Oh, I, maybe. I'll watch it next year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't watch that many comedies, but we had this conversation. All right. I don't watch it because there's so many listen, of them. Listen, listen. I watched Patton's like uh, over, well over two dozen times. So you think Annihilation actually is actually brilliant? And Oh, Annihilation is fucking amazing. Yeah. Because good. Annihilation, okay. he's going to a place that so many white comedians are afraid to fucking go. Which is being real, in a sense yeah, where it's not, not gaining, it's not gaining the type of laughs that you would expect. He's doing what black comedians do, but he's not being real and like, uh, you know, making waves culturally. Well, the thing is, he's not. Also, he's also not a pervy white guy either. The only guy that was really doing that shit at that time, honestly, for real. Louis C.K. was one of the only guys that was taking these chances and coming out and being real and honest. Patton does it, and it's fucking brilliant. He sets that shit up the entire way so that when he finishes his bit and he gets to the end and he talks about his wife being dead, woo, yeah, that shit is... Yeah, how many comedians are willing to do that? Exactly. The only guys that are doing it are him and Bill Burr. But Bill Burr's at the point right now, in my opinion, which is my opinion is where he's not being funny anymore. I think he's just fucking with people because he thinks it's funny to himself. Which might be a level of genius. Like exactly. He might get to the point where it's like, it's not for them anymore, and you've, you've made your mark, and so now he, you might as well have some fun with it. So is he playing to the back of the crowd? Like the back of the room and shit? But, I mean, that's a turn of phrase that could be applied to it. I think so. Because other shit, yo, why do I do this? Um, let it go. <laughs> and the one after that were fucking amazing. Amazing. Yeah. They were great. Yeah, I agree with after you. After that, he became like real podcast-like, you know? And yeah. I met him. He's a super dude. Nice guy. <laughs> you well, should totally you know? downplay podcasts as we record a podcast. No, I'm just saying, no, no, he was being podcast Bill Burr. All right. Like, if you listen to Bill Burr's podcast and then you start watching his comedy specials, it's like, this motherfucker's doing his podcast on Netflix. That's what it felt like. Mm, all right. So the world and 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 actually, uh, John Mulaney's uh, TV show was just his stand-up. Oh as my a TV god, show, that shit was which like, was awful. Which is why and I really like John Mulaney, but that which shit is, was awful. Exactly, which is why Whitney Cummings should never get another TV show. Probably not. She's funny. She can be funny, but she should not be doing television. Yeah, no more TV. No, because no. she's. I mean, she's great at writing. What is it? Um. The new Roseanne that I have Is watched. Is she on that? She's a head writer for it. I haven't seen it. I will never watch Roseanne. I, I'm good. I mean, listen, come on. It was good in the 80s and 90s. I'm good. And didn't Dan die, but they brought, I don't know how they brought him back again. They were like retconned the whole thing about how he didn't actually die. I, I don't know for sure, but. <sighs> so, as everyone, thanks so much for listening to us. We're an hour and a half into this. <laughs> Let's uh, appreciate you guys. Exit here. Yeah, and as uh, appreciate you guys, and as always, let's get these hoes. I don't have a thing. Faggot.
All right. He, Jeff said we didn't want to end on faggy, so we're going to end on. As always, let's get these hoes. And uh, happy anniversary. I don't know. Faggot. God.